If your footwear is out of date, head to runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. That's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com, where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. Yo, yo, what's going on, people? It's After Hours Live from the Man Cave. This is your host, Tay Wiggs. This is your co-host, Mark Senior. Man, let's get right into it. We're going to start it off. We're going to send it to Marcus. Let him know what's going on right now in the sports world. So we're going to start off with, you know, they got the, uh, you know, the USA team, Team USA basketball. You right. Know, like every, was it three or, or I think it's every three years, you know, they do the championship league. You know, mm-hmm. and this year they, they're trying to get people on the team. And everybody's declining, you know. Kevin Love declined. Yeah. Uh, Ka- Kawhi, you know, all these people declining. The James Harden, everybody. James, everybody. So you would think, you would think that you know they would send an invitation out to a three-time gold medalist, four-time Olympian by the name of Carmelo Anthony. But nope, they ain't, they ain't even sending Melo an invite. Let alone he ain't on the team. You know, nobody picked him up yet. But even an Olympic team say we don't need your services, Melo. I mean, that's so, got to be a low blow. So, what you think? What you think they saying about him, though? What you think? What you, what's going around with Melo that that some of these teams don't want to pick him up? Is it because his ego that he's still looking for a big contract? He still want to play starter minutes at the tender age of thirty six years old? Man, I think for in the NBA, yeah, that's definitely probably it. They don't want to give him uh, the starter minutes. You know, go to guy minutes. But I don't know what the Olympic team, Olympia, Team USA. I don't know what their reason is because when he played on uh, Team USA, he came off the bench. You know, All he right. took a lesser role. Right. Um, even though I think he would expect a bigger role with this group of people because you know all the stars turning down, so he would be in his mind the lone star. star on the team. Yeah, exactly. And he he had the most medals too as a USA basketball Olympian. Um, from Carmelo Anthony's standpoint, like I said, he's 36 years old. But like you say, he won a big contract and he won to play heavy minutes. First and right. foremost, Carmelo Anthony never really played. Last time that Carmelo Anthony really played defense to me was when he played at Syracuse under Jim Beheim. Then when he got to the NBA and played the three, the, almost in the four years with George Carl in Denver. Then after that, he went to New York, asked for a, demanded a trade, go play for his hometown team. And I think I think the biggest thing for Melo is I think. He lost his juice once he cut his braids off. You know, in the Bible, you know, Samson <laughs> had his hair. And Jesus said, Samson, if you cut your hair, you lose all your strength. And guess what? Samson is Carmelo Anthony. He cut his hair off. He wasn't the same. He was They don't even call him. They, right. They, they don't even call him Melo no more. They call him Carmelo now. That's how you know it didn't change. <laughs> he cut his hair. No, I'm not gonna talk about. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about the man personal. I don't care what him and his wife are going through, but him as a basketball player, he has he had to accept he had he got to accept the role of coming off the bench, putting up. We they don't need Melo to be out there playing 30, 40 minutes a game trying to get you 30 points. You just need Melo to come off the bench for you, give you about 15 or six 20 minutes a game, and Melo can get you 17. Yeah, it's gonna be some games he will score 20 because he can get hot. And the one thing about Carmelo Anthony game is he played his he played his back towards the basket. It's a thought that you can see from Carmelo Anthony. So I just think, with that being said, I think Melo, man, I don't want to say it, man, but um, I think it's time for you to um hang it up and, and go play in the big three. Oh. Iso Joe. I mean, <laughs> big three? The big three. Dang. You know, he's, he said that for people going in. Go China first? 
Right, you ain't gonna uh, send him to China first. <laughs> no, he can't play over there either. <laughs> wow, right to the big three. <laughs> he can go play for like Israel and Istanbul. He can play. He can play for the CBA. Somebody to give him a look because he can still live on the name. Amari Stoudemire did it with no problem. Right, you know he's trying to but, get back on the team now. Uh, right, so Melo, you gotta look in the mirror and say, "I am Carmelo Cayenne Anthony." Yes, I call him by his whole government. What should I do? And you know what I'm saying? Just suck it up and come off the bench for somebody. Somebody's going to need you. Somebody's going to need them. There's a couple of teams out there that can use his services. You can go to Portland. For sure. Portland can, Portland can use another uh, scorer. We know the Lakers want anybody they can get their hands on. You know what I'm saying? Another mixed better would be the Clippers. Why not? Live out of L.A. Right. You can play for one of them teams. Golden State. Who knows? But at the end of the day, Carmelo Anthony knows what's best for him. We're going to um, move right along. We're going to switch this to Chris Paul. CP3. We can't. CP3 now is CP point. Is CP2.5. The three, he's almost fading. He's still, <laughs> he's still, he's still, he's still the top point guard, but the speed is not there. He's still playing. Right. still a pit bull. He still can shoot. He still, he's still, he still set players in the right direction. Now he's back where it all started. He got drafted. <laughs> At the time, by the New Orleans Hornets. Now he in Oklahoma City Thunder. So Chris Paul now is the elder statesman. Listen to me, guys. He's the elder statesman. He is what you call the big fish in the pond. So will Chris Paul? Will he be eager enough to challenge the young guys and the rookies to make them better players? Would he, would these young guys follow Chris Paul lead by him being that elder statesman in that locker room? I think they would. Uh... They certainly would look up to CP. I mean, but I don't know if he want to do that. You know, is he going to be like Jimmy Butler in, in, in Minnesota? You know, just chewing out the young guys. Ooh, not yeah. Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> you know, or or you know, or he going to be a good team player? You know, and, and try to because I think this team that can be better than what everybody expected. Oh yeah, if, C, if CP play well. But if he don't, if he don't take that role on, they're going to be they're going to be boo boo. I mean, you know, Chris Paul is a, a hell of a point guard, but you got no Jeremy Grant. You got nope. Russell Westbrook gone. You know, Andre Ro- Andre Robert Ro- Robinson. He been out for a whole two seasons. Nobody never noticed that. He been <laughs> out for a whole forever. two seasons. <laughs> it's going. It's going under the rug. It's going under the rug. So you, the only person you, who are you gonna count on now, Stephen Adams. I think that's that's about it. Or uh, check check the Diallo. Yeah, you got to check SGA or SGA. Yeah. So that right there, that's a disaster is waiting to happen. Like you said, Chris Paul may force his way to be traded. The rumors are going to say he want to go play in Miami with Jimmy Butler. Now, we know the godfather, a.k.a. Pat Riley, is pretty smooth when they come to get certain players you want. You know, he got that slip back. He got that suit on. He started talking to you and people listen. So it's a lot for Chris, like you said. He's the elder statesman in that locker room. He got to bring these young guys together. You know, one thing I'm going to say about the NBA, you don't find too many veterans in the league playing with younger talent because the older guys don't want to play with the younger guys. I always thought it was a dream when I, when you look on the bench and you watching the NBA back in the days in the early 90s and the early 2000s, them teams always had a veteran on the bench who, who would tell them to bring them come to the side and say, listen, here, blood, you do X, Y, Z, this will happen. You were here at the end of the game, they have a good game, he said, you know, I was, on the, I was on the bench, like, for instance, Kevin Garnett, OG for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell is a, is, is a well-known coach in the league, and he played in the NBA. 
you took Kevin Garnett under his wing, something you gotta do this and do that. He taught Kevin Garnett how to be a pro. And Kevin Garnett always say, you know, Big Sam, shout out to Mitch. He told me how to be a pro. He told he said, young fella, you gotta grind every day. You don't find too many of them guys no more in the league. Cause all guess what? All your veterans now been in the league eight seasons, and these guys 29 years old. Those ain't veterans. Your veteran on the bench played 17 seasons, 38 years old, 39 years old. And fought through the storm. Right. Exactly. So Russell Westbrook, Marcus. Woo! We didn't see this trade coming. Not at all. Russell Westbrook get traded from OKC to Houston. He said the, he said the fun guy is Kawhi Leonard, Mr. Nice Guy. So James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Will this will this relationship work? In the starting unit, everybody can say, oh, they played together. I said, yes, they did play together in OKC. But the bearded ones come off the bench. Russell Westbrook been the start since day one. So by this being a James Harden team, will Russell Westbrook defer to James Harden? That's the biggest. That's going to be one of the biggest questions, issues that people are searching for this offseason leading into the NBA season. Will they defer? Will, will, will Russell Westbrook be okay to take the back seat to James Harden? I mean, that's going to be the question. I mean, right now, you know, everybody got their little jokes. They got, everybody got the memes up. You know, uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden fighting for the last shot, like on the court. So, <laughs> I think that's certainly a possibility. Right. You got and James Harden. You got the you got you got Mister Mister Traveling in the time. Then you got Russell Westbrook. They call him Russell Westbrook. So one thing, and these guys in the fourth <laughs> quarter. These guys in the fourth quarter are are not not that great in the fourth quarter. We know we know Russell Westbrook can fade away the obscurity by shooting a shot. Now, one thing about Russell Westbrook, do you know he is dead last in the NBA for th- for three point percentage? I mean, the way how he was shooting it last year, it was absolutely terrible. I mean, <laughs> he kept shoot, I mean, he kept shooting too. Like he wasn't stopping. So I right. mean, you can't like they can't do what they Houston Rockets can't do what they did this year in the fourth quarter, which is uh, put Russell Westbrook in the corner and then let James Harden cook because if James got a pass to him for a three, you know we don't quite know if Russ gonna knock down the three. <laughs> we we don't know what he's gonna do, and I doubt that he's just gonna stand in the corner. So they gonna have to do something different, right? And you look at James Harden, and you know. He dribble. He dribbles a lot. He does. He does dribble a lot. But like you're saying about Russell Westbrook, he he's the one of the worst three point shooters at that position. He's one of the worst two point shot makers from 15 feet as well. They said his three point percentage is up there with Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst in the league history. <laughs> right. When you start mentioning Charles Barkley and Russell Westbrook in the same sentence, all you got to do is laugh. Because people look at that like, what, playing bully ball? <laughs> That's what you think about. But when you mention these two guys' names together, they talk about three-point percentage top shots. And then you look up, it's Charles Barkley and Russell Westbrook, two of the meanest guys probably on the court. And you look at it whereas Russell Westbrook got to change something different. I mean, the year, what? But three, four years ago, he was like automatic from 15 feet. Now, from this season and the season before last, he can't even he can't even buy a bucket. Everything is straight to the bucket. Like he, he has to go straight to the bucket for a layup or a dunk. 
Other than that, teams are leaving him open now to shoot. The, they dare him to shoot 15 footers now. Yep. All right, go ahead. Do what you do. All right. So, as this one, so we already know, like Dennis Green said, if you're going to crown their asses, go ahead and crown them. So we're going to go right to the Los Angeles Clippers. So, they got Kawhi Leonard and PG-13. So, they both got them together. They got two They got two of the best small forwards and the best, two of the best two-way players in the game, offensively and defensively. Now, we know we know they we know they bench can get buckets. We always reiterate on this how the Los Angeles Clippers bench led their team in scoring. Now you get two guys that can score twenty plus a night. That's going to probably between probably average about forty seven points per night on, on a nightly basis. You know Kawhi Leonard. We might be seeing a healthy Kawhi Leonard this year. You know we might see him play a good right. set seventy five games out of eighty two. But now when you say they're gonna win the West. How is that even possible? Because Paul George, for the last couple of years, always hurt going deep into the playoffs. The whole thing about Paul George, can he stay healthy throughout the season going into the playoffs? Right. Is he going to be healthy to start the season? No, he just had surgery on, I think, both his shoulders. So right. like, is he even going to be in the lineup when the season starts? The crazy thing is how you hurt both your shoulders. You shoot with your right hand, not your left. How you hurt both of them? <laughs> I don't know. He's getting banged so around got- down there. Right. You got Kawhi Leonard, you know, who initiated this trade. To, 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 you know, one thing about them guys that be real quiet, man, those are guys who work behind the scenes, man. Kawhi Leonard was working behind the scenes the whole time. You know, the reason I'm speaking about this because the Toronto Raptors, DM, Masai Majiri came out and said he felt disrespected. He said that Kawhi Leonard was him this whole time to debate whether he's going to stay or not to Toronto. He up and left. So remember, it was all good just a week ago when they won that NBA title. <laughs> he was like, if Kawhi want to leave, I have no problem with it. It's all good. Right. It was best for him. But you now you fast forward that a whole month later. Now you say you now you saying he used you. He used our you gotta realize these players are free agents. It's called free agent. So he's not a he's not a restricted free agent, which if he signed a team, y'all can countermatch it. He's a free agent. Agent, he can go anywhere he desires to. He want to go. He's a free agent. If you want to go play for somebody else, if you want to go back to college and, and do whatever you want to do, that's what he want to do. But for him to come out and say that, Mazamajiri, that look bad now because now all of a sudden you, you don't know what you want to do. You knew you was gonna lose Kawhi in the in the in the, in the, in the forefront. The reason I was I, this is the reason why I thought think a lot of people want to play in Toronto. Think about it. That, that's the only team outside of U.S. Uh, territory. And every time you fly in and fly out, you gotta go through customs. Who wanna go through that every time in a mm, season? That's if a headache. Plan, that's a headache. If, I, if we got forty-one home games, yeah, I'm home for forty-one. But on those forty-one games, after, uh, we gotta that team fly out no matter what. They gotta fly there like everybody else do. But just think about the other teams that fly there, that play there, probably about tw- two, like the East Coast teams that come to Toronto, two games a season. You know, some teams don't look forward to going to Toronto because they know they gotta go through customs. They gotta go get secret search and all that. So after you get after you go through customs, you go get secret search on your way there. Then on your way out, you get you getting searched again. So you get searched twice. And you know, with with traveling with teams, what's that about? What you got about 15, 20, You traveling about with 17, 18, 20 players that's getting that's getting searched on top of the coaches and your stuff that's coming in. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a um, whole lot. So we're not gonna crown them. They haven't played anything. The, the team looked good on paper. We look. We then you go. Where some other team, you know, some sleeper teams, I think, who may come out. I'm still around with the Indiana Pacers. 
I think a healthy Victor Oladipo, and they got Malcolm Brogdon. A lot of teams is going to be good because some of these teams have two two superstars, not three or four, but two superstars. I think this is going to be the year where the the Golden State Warriors actually get tested. I want to see how good of a coach Steve Curry is without Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. Can they be savvy enough to draw something up for the for D'Angelo Russell as well? So it's a lot going on with these teams. How good Kyrie Irving is going to be without Kevin Durant once Kevin Durant comes back? Um, it's a lot, man. Most of these teams looking like NBA Jam now where they got two superstars <laughs> right. that you can actually play with. This is nothing. This is not like, all right, man, the Warriors come on. I'm not watching this game. We already know the results. It's almost not like, okay, every team got a fighting chance. Even some of the teams who had some of those superstars like the Cavaliers, the Hawks, the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. But these teams got a fighting chance. Some of these teams, some teams might not make the playoffs. Some teams might sneak into the playoffs. Um, I want to switch this right along. We're gonna go from basketball. I want to switch this right to football. Okay. So, okay. So, Marcus, you see, you want to talk about the Cleveland Browns training camp? So, what did you hear? What's going on in Cleveland out there in Berea? So, I think the the league need to be on notice. That's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing uh-huh. good things about the defense, in particular. You know, they, uh, the the new cornerback, uh, Greedy Williams. I hear he locking people up out here. And then, you know, we know from the videos that OBJ has been OBJ in this training camp. Like, I, uh-huh. don't see, I haven't seen uh, one pass to him that he dropped yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, are they just showing us the highlights? Like, is he dropping passes at all? Like, is him and Baker Mayfield ever not on the same page? It just seemed like they've been playing forever. But here's a little known secret. No, here's a secret. Uh-huh. Him and OBJ been uh, practicing the offseason for the past two or three seasons. Right. That, that's what people, fe- you know, forget or, you know, fail to realize. So they already got good chemistry. So that's I new think, to me. You taught me something new. Okay. So they, I think they're going to come out the gates, you know, steam, steam rolling. I don't know about in a division because their division is always, you know, every game is a rivalry game, you know, and, you know, in that division. So I think everybody else, though, the Browns gonna come out and put points on the board if they don't do nothing else. Wow, you told me something new. Like OBJ and the Baker, I'm feeling dangerous. Mayfield been out here practicing for the last couple of years. Yep, in the off season for sure. All right, so you talking about the Browns? You know what you think their record gonna be once everything is all said and done? Uh, I think they're gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna go. T- t- I'm gonna go ten. Oh, I want to say 11. No, I'm so going to keep it got, safe. I'm going to go 10 and 5. Or 10 and 6, my bad. 10 and, 10 and 6. You're going 10 and 6. I'm going to say the Browns go 12 and 4. Okay. I mean, that's – I want to jump that high. You know, I got you know, to it's, – it's so many b- bad years. You can't forget that in Cleveland. Even though it's a new right. team. 12 – I'll say 12 and 4. Next team I want to talk about doing this NFL thing. You know, all the controversy going around. Kansas City star – the cheetah, a.k.a. Tyree Hill, with the domestic violence on his little son, pushing his son in the chest or whatnot, or, you know, talking stuff to his uh, girlfriend or soon-to-be wife. And the one thing that's puzzling to me about the situation that we don't know what was going on inside these people's house. You can't tell a person how to raise their kid, how to treat their kid. But one thing for sure, if you're punching your son in the chest, chastising him, that's another thing. But anyways, with the thing that was going on there with him, you know, watching it on TV, the other day, him getting a standing ovation, coming onto the football field like nothing did happen. Remember, just the same NFL league that suspended Adrian Peterson 
I want to say the last, what the last year for almost almost a whole season or the year before last for a whole season for whooping his son on the belt. So I always tell people the NFL pick and chooses their battles who they're going to spend for how so many games. And I thought if Adrian Peterson really got to sat down for almost eight to ten games while killing Tyreek Hill. The NFL then has it came down to suspension said they're gonna let the Chiefs handle it internally. If the Chiefs handle it, I don't think they're gonna suspend them. If they do suspend them, they're gonna suspend them for two games. Right. I I can agree with that. <laughs> then come off the season that they had, they had a great season last year with their quarterback. You know, he throwing fifty touchdowns. It's a possibility he may do it again. So Patrick Mahomes, can he do it again? You got Travis Kelsey up there, one of the top right. supreme tight ends in the league. Uh now they have no out the running back right now situation is kind of dicey because Kareem Hunt now is in the Cleveland Browns jersey, another person on domestic violence. Haven't heard anything yet. How many games? I think he's gonna be suspended what for the what for the Browns? What eight games or something like that? So you're looking at where he's suspended for eight games for domestic violence. His is only on tape, it's on video, him shoving a, a person into a young female lady. There's no time for that. But at the end of the day, fellas, women too. It takes two to tango. TV always made the guy look bad, but you never hear you never hear people on TV say, "Hey, what about the women?" But at the end of the day, guys are stronger than your female counterpart, your wife, girlfriend, whatever. Keep right. your hands to yourself. If you, if you that mad, get in the car, drive away, and listen to some music, blow some steam off. You don't have to put your hands on anyone to get your point across. At the end of the day, guess what happened? You both look. Now going to the Dallas Cowboys. Get Ezekiel Elliott holding out because he want a new contract. Right. He want to get paid. He everybody want to everybody want to get the big running back bucks. Right. He but want that Ty Gurley money. He want that yeah Ty Gurley. Yeah. You know you got to listen. The last two the last two out of three seasons he led the league in rushing. He what the last three seasons we rushed for four thousand forty eight four thousand and forty eight yards with twenty eight touchdowns. He's a two time Pro Bowler. So you looking at what Ezekiel Elliott brings to, brings to the table. He pick and choose which holes he go up against. He's he's quick. He's he's a he's a track athlete too, a school too as well. So you're looking at what Ezekiel brings to the table. He's a dynamic back. He's a powerful back. He's he he's very patient when, when he's deciding what holes he's gonna hit. And Marcus, what you think is you do you think Ezekiel Elliott is gonna hold out that long to get a new contract? Even though the Cowboys right now are probably what is what day three or day four now into their practice. Um. I don't know if he got. I don't know who gonna blink first. I don't know if it's gonna be you know Jerry Jones, you know, an ownership Big or Ezekiel money, Jerry Elliott. Jones, right? Because you know Jerry got they got the money, like they can yeah. pay him the money. It's right. like, are are they? Uh, you know, what's the Ezekiel Elliott in a relationship? Like, is it a good? Is it a rocky one? Like, if it's good, I think he gonna get it before the start of the season. Do you, you think that? Uh-huh. I don't you know if hesitant? Zeke can wait wait that long. Right. Do you think they're more hesitant because Ezekiel Elliott keep getting in trouble? Yeah, that definitely probably got something to do with it. I'm sure they told him that, like, hey, Zeke, man, you, every offseason is something new. You getting in trouble with something new. Every offseason. He like a uh, like a 13-year-old kid. Every off, right. every summer you get in trouble, Zeke. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in, what, what was he, Las Vegas? At East, was it ECU or EDC? Or whatever it's called. He pushed one of the security guards down. And at first, the security guard pressed no charges. Then, like, a couple of days ago, I know where that same security 
guard press charges. So Ezekiel Elliott, like I said, man, these for some reason it's like he's all the football athlete. It, well, I mean, is, is it because he got a short season? And you know, if you don't make the playoffs, your season is really short. It's basically you sixteen and out. If you make the playoffs, you get that extra week of practice. You get that extra game that you can play that Saturday, that Sunday. If you make it to the Super Bowl, it's like you get almost gonna you get another 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 two months of football because it's something to do to keep them occupied. I just feel like these guys gotta find some way to keep them occupied because it's, it's just too much trouble going on with some of these NFL players, especially the younger guys at premier positions. So with the Cowboys, if Ezekiel Elliott holds out longer than we expected, I believe this contract will get done probably around the second week of the preseason for them, but he will be on that field lining up in September for game one of the NFL season. Um, Dak Prescott is definitely in search of a new uh, contract, you know. There's a lot that's going on with the Cowboys. The Cowboys need to find, first of all, they bring out, what's name back from retirement? Their tight end, Jason Witten. You know, they, the reason I think they brought him back, character. I think the Dallas Cowboys locker room lack character. So you bring somebody back with high character and not to be a, a pros pro in the locker room. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these teams don't have pros pros. Um, most of these teams, younger guys, look at the Browns. The, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. The average age, I would say, is 25 or 26 years old. That's a young team. And, yeah, I still pick these guys to win about 12 games. So it's a lot to be going on with this NFL team. Um I'm looking at another uh, guy. Looking at go, you go right down 77 South. You go to the Cincinnati Bengals. AJ Green is out. They say he tore like a ligament or something in his ankle. He's supposed to be out for 68 weeks. He would be back probably, hopefully, for Game One. Marcus, we're looking at somebody like an AJ Green, who's you know he's not he's not out there. He's a, he's a star, but he's not out there like the Odell Beckham. This guy been consistent. Every been in the league, he's going to give you eight to nine touchdowns a season. He's, he go every year. He pretty much go over eleven hundred yards. It get overlooked because it's the team that he's playing for in that market. And AJ Green is is very consistent. All right, All right, and you know it seems like he he faced you know lower you know leg ankle injuries every season. It seemed like either later in the season, you know, mm-hmm. or like early in the season. You know, I think he. He may want to, you know, look into some regimens for his his lower body, because there's no way every season he faced one of these injuries, or at least as a you know like past two or three seasons, I would say. I think it's time for AJ Green to go from the outside to go be a slot receiver, so he can take some of that less than that rare and tear off his body. Look at look at Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, he was getting old. He used to be on the out. He used to be an outside X X Y X or Y receiver. Now he a Z receiver, which means he play all he can play anywhere in the slot. So you're looking at a lot of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Football is a it's a brutal sport. Everybody know that we play football, but after a while, football do do take a toll on the body. You gotta find different ways to stay healthy and, and not get hurt too at the same time when you practice. Some guys go some guys go 110 percent in the game, and and AJ Green might do it on in practice too as well because at the end of the day. Football, how the how the way football is set up, it's pretty much next man up. Training camp, okay, we think he's doing good. I think this young cat outperforming him. Let's see if he do it again. If we, if a younger guy keep outperforming another player, matter of fact, you become trade baby before week eight of the NFL season. So right. AJ Green, it's a lot going on. I think I think he'd be all right. Um, I think the Bengals going to finish last in the division. Um, moving right along, we're gonna go to the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton. Cam Newton right now is on the um. On the pitcher, on the counters, on the pitches um, counter, which means he's not gonna be really gonna be throwing the football. So they pretty much got him like 
flinging the towel and the throwing motion to build up some of that, that strength back up. And, you know, Cam Newton lost a lot of weight. He looks really, really good for okay. his size now. He's, he looks really lean. I feel like he's going to have a big year alongside with Christian McCaffrey. I just feel like, some, like they lost some key players as well. They lost uh, um, the linebacker. Um, um, Tommy Davis, he, he's and now in the L.A. Chargers. I was about to say San Diego. In the L.A. Chargers now, folks. Um, they lost Devin Funches. He's in Detroit playing back home, which I never thought he could catch anyway because he's no, you know, he he's, he played college football <laughs> in Michigan. And most of the last Michigan wide receivers yeah. I seen came out of there for the last two or three or four years. They catch with they ch- catch with their chest, not with their hands. And matter of fact, before I get to that, before I get to the, before the the next buck I'm gonna talk about, I want to talk about that Wolverine. I thought the other guys, Devin Funches, I didn't, I didn't, he had a ceiling. He could have been, he had some games where he broke out scoring three touchdowns, but he still haven't put that that one that one signature game on paper. You like, he's out here. Devin Funches can't catch. I've never seen a six three or six four receiver who can't catch wide open. It's unbelievable. Right. Now uh, he he's already taller than most of the uh, DBs, so he should be catching right. them like he should be like in a basket. Right. Now, too, if you look at this, I look at this standpoint. Now, the Panthers moved on from Devin Funches. The receivers they are looking at heavily this year will be DJ Moore, who played college football. I want to say Maryland. He was a Turpin, which he was. He played at Maryland. So you're gonna look at what he's gonna bring to the table. He's a he's a physical he's a physical receiver. He's not scared to catch the ball, and he's not scared to go across the middle. Second of all, you got I want to say this is second year man Curtis Samuel from the Ohio State Buckeye. Who's definitely he could catch the ball, who could play some slot receiver, and could play some outside too as well. So you're looking at what that's going on. The whole thing about the Panthers was can Cam Newton stay healthy? And uh, I'm gonna go to their defense too as well. Linebacker at that spot, Luke Keekley. We know he get a lot of concussions. Can he stay healthy? That's all I'm gonna say about the Panthers. They got a team in Scott's limit for them. They gotta stay healthy. I'm moving right down to New Orleans. You got Michael Thomas, another buckeye who's holding out. Because he want a new contract. And you got to realize, this guy's a stud. Yeah, a he second round draft pick. He's a second round draft pick from Ohio State. And he, he, right now, he's on Hall of Fame territory. And y'all don't know, that is Keyshawn Johnson's nephew, Michael Thomas is. He has hands. He has speed. He's strong. He go across the middle. He can go up and get it. At the end of the day, as Deion say, man, show me the money. Like Deion said, he asked for so much money, they got to put him on layaway. Give the man his due. Give him his money. So what you think, Marcus, they should do with him in New Orleans? Are you looking at Michael Thomas? You think Michael Thomas is worthy enough of a big contract up there with the big boys? Absolutely. Yeah, he need his bread ASAP. They need to give him his money yesterday. You know, I've been always a a stealth fan of Michael Thomas since O-State. You know, I feel like he's a top five receiver in the league, so I think They'd be smart and give him that money. So you look at his contract. So Michael Thomas is going to get paid. He's definitely going to get paid. I think he will. He like he said top five receiver. I give him. Yeah, he's top five. Probably not top five. I give him top three. I put him there. You know, Antonio Brown still probably still the best receiver. Then probably Julio. Then OBJ. You know, you got Michael Thomas, another guy I like who people always sleep on. Um, Stephon Diggs from Minnesota. Who definitely get the job done, but you can't forget about that big boy down in Tampa Bay either. Mike, Mike, was it Michael Evans? Big yeah, boy. Mike Evans. Yeah. Mike Evans, a big boy. Uh, he definitely get the job done. And like, I don't forget about this man. The man, I'll take that back. The best receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, Houston, Texas. Oh. Dude, 
I can't forget about that. Best receiver. I don't know. We gotta apologize. I got. Hey, I'm sorry, AB. I gotta bump you down, dog. <laughs> Best receiver in the league, D Hop. Like my first year moving in, my first year down here in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. My one home guy is one of my co- co-workers. He's a huge Clemson fan. He said, "Hey, he, he said you want to go to this game." I said, "What game is?" He said, uh, "He's like Clemson play Ball State." I said, "No, I said I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan." Oh, you a Buckeye? Come on, Mister Buckeye. Every time I talk to him, he calls me Mister Buckeye. He took me to the game. <laughs> Taj Boyd was their quarterback, right? Taj Boyd was right, their quarterback. Right. Sammy Watkins on the Sammy Watkins they route receiver. DeAndre Hawkins was the route receiver. Martavius Bryant was their route receiver. They were uh, they were they stacked. Were, they run it they who was the running back, man? I always say his name, man, for Clemson. I think because he played in the league. I don't think it was CJ. Was it CJ Spiller? I think it was him. But at the end of the day, man, Todd's boy was out the darts. I mean, DeAndre Hawkins didn't drop nothing. He caught everything that came his way. Sammy Watkins was the same way. That that they were so good. And how did I forget about DeAndre? This dude, DeAndre Hopkins, you know how many passes he dropped last year? Go ahead and take a stab at it. I know it was I've seen this that I seen. I think it, I know it was less than 10. It wasn't in double digits. Look, it was less than one. The dude dropped nothing last year. He dropped he dropped no passes. He caught everything that came to him. Every pass he, that they threw to him, he caught it. They threw a snot brag at me. He caught it. They threw a brick at him. He caught it. He, they threw his check at him. He definitely cold. caught that. He said they threw the snot rag. So he was catching codes and everything. He everything. Catching everything. Very best receiver, man, in the league. It's kind of weird, too, because he don't get talked about that much either, though. Because, you know, he played for the Houston Texans. And the Texans are not that bad, too. They right there in the cups. But I just feel like if they don't make the playoffs this year with Brian Bellett, he might get the axe, man. He might get fired. Because that team has too much that team got too much talent not to make the playoffs. You got JJ Watt and you got Jadavion Clowney lined up on both sides. You tell me you cannot make that run to go to the playoffs. We know why they can't. The Patriots are everybody way. They gotta get past they can't get past the Patriots. And matter of fact, speaking of the Patriots, Brian Bella is one of uh one of um Bill Belichick's successors. So you know how that is. When you go up against your mm-hmm. teacher, he's gonna teach right. you. So you know <laughs> so for some reason the mentor gotta find out how can he with we're not going to hold y'all up today. We just had to get this off and let people know what we were thinking. First and foremost, if you're not, not following us on social media, you can follow us at, on Twitter at After Hours Live from the Man Cave. You can follow us on, what you say, Marcus? SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, hey. Anchor. We on everything. After Hours Live from the Man Cave. Oh, yeah. We everywhere. We like the New York Times. We try to get them back in the paper, not for the bad things, but for the good things. We try to be on US today. Right now, folks, we gonna clock out. This is this, this your host, Tate Wiz. This is after hours live for the man cave, and it's my co-host, Marcy. We out of here. Peace. Yay! Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out peace